Did you know that in addition to stage fright and the fear of public speaking, also called glossophobia, a really funny word, the fear of dealing with authority figures is one of the most common social phobias. And authorities can come in the strangest forms. I mean, you can be an authority as a doctor, a boss, or a police officer, or you can be an authority in a certain field, like the hero among fly fishers, or the best tuba player in the district, or maybe a celebrity chef. This week, I attended the first conference in a very long time, since pre-COVID, and that setting got me to think about this strange thing that happens when you see someone that you recognize as some kind of a celebrity and you immediately come up with all these excuses for not going over to talk to that person. It's like your subconscious is trying to protect you from being overlooked or being ignored or something like that. And you just forget that these people are just people. This event that I attended was not especially packed with celebrities, if you don't count the mayor and the guy leading the conference. He was some kind of national celebrity. But there were still a few people I definitely should have walked up to, but I didn't. It was so much more comfortable to sit and talk with the people I knew from before. And the funny thing is that this fear is totally absent if I don't have any knowledge about the area or field that the person is known for. So I don't don't realize that they're known (laughs) in a way. I will give you an example. I used to be in a technology incubator a few years back. And one day we had this event with some guest speakers and a particular theme. It was something around industrial design, I think. When I arrived that morning, this guy was sitting at a table having coffee. I said hello and I sat down next to him and we just chatted about this and that. And I remember that he presented himself and I, and so did I. And then the event started in a different room and we all went there. And the next time I saw this man was when he was introduced to give a presentation about a very fancy ferry project he was the lead designer on. It turned out this man was one of Norway's most famous industrial designers. Cars, boats, and well, he's quite well known. Or he's very well known for the people who are into industrial design. I wasn't, so I had never heard about him. He's very nice and not scary at all, and I have met him later as well. But I remember thinking afterwards, would I have talked with him with this much ease if I knew who he was? I actually doubt it. Just being a tiny bit starstruck could have gotten me to just smile and go and find some less famous people to talk to instead, I think. And now I have a very funny story to share with you. I would call this the extreme version of what the lack of starstruckness might lead to. It was back in the days, back in the fossil age, you might say. In my geophysicist days, I was sent to a course in this really interesting but quite complicated field of rock physics. It is very fascinating, but I remember going back home with what I would call a fried brain, and I could not have explained this to you now 
if you asked me. This course was in London and I went by myself, the only one going from my company. So I was happy when I met another person from Norway, a Dutch guy working for Equinor, formerly and back then known as Statoil. Let's call him Sven. Sven was a lot more experienced in rock physics than I was. I would actually go as far as to call him a bit of a rock physics nerd. And I bet he read rock physics books in bed. (laughs) And maybe that made him pay a little less attention to other areas in society. You'll see what I mean in a minute. After three or four days in this little suburb outside London, it was time to go home. So I took my fried brain to the airport and I was happy to see that Sven was on the same flight. But it soon became evident that we were not traveling on the same budget. Sven's seat was in front of the curtain, mine behind the curtain. So I sat down, buckled up and prepared to listen to the safety drill. You never know, you know, so I always do this. The flight attendant started welcoming us. It's so funny. This is 16 years ago, but I can still remember that this was a man. And he said, Your Majesty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this flight to Oslo. That's all I got, because after that I sat there wondering about who your Majesty might be. Would that be the king? Or could it be the queen? Maybe the crown prince? Would you call him your Majesty? Or or would he just be your royal highness? Back then, in the fossil ages, we didn't have Wi-Fi on board planes, so there was no way for me to check. A short flight later, we arrived at Oslo Airport Gardermoen. The curtain was pulled back. It's a very strange thing with this curtain. I wonder if, if that's one of the perks you pay for, not having to look at the people behind the curtain. Well... The curtains were pulled away and there at the very front, I finally got the answer to my question. The royal person standing up in the front seat was the Norwegian king, King Harald. And then, to my great surprise, I saw Sven standing up next to the king. Okay, Statoil, first class, but this was overdoing it a bit, wasn't it? (laughs) Outside the plane, I hurried to catch up with Sven, eager to hear about how on earth this had happened. Sven looked quite unaffected, so I asked him, you did see who you were sitting next to? Sven looked a bit confused. "Uh, Yes, you mean the man to my left? He was very nice. It actually turned out that Sven didn't realize he had been sitting next to the king. Being Dutch and probably not reading too much gossip about the royal family in Norway, he didn't know exactly what Harald looked like. He had just had a very pleasant travel companion in this man in his 70s, and they had actually had a very nice conversation. The total lack of starstruckness from Sven's side had led to a very nice flight for both of them. I bet that King Harald had great entertainment and a very rare occasion of not being the king for once. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sven had to go directly to another flight while I was on at my final destination. So I didn't get a chance to hear more about their conversation. 
But I find this story really fascinating. And no matter if you're a fan of the monarchy or not, I mean, some people I know very closely are highly against us putting people on a pedestal just because they are born into a certain family. And I kind of see their point. But still, I think most of us would struggle a little bit to come up with the right theme for the conversation if we suddenly landed on the seat next to the king. So I actually think it must be really deliberating to just not know. In this podcast, and maybe in general, I'm talking quite a lot about being a beginner and being okay with that, even if you're not maybe 25 anymore. And you might also often have the feeling that you should have figured everything out by now. The last few years, I have constantly been a beginner. I started exploring totally unfamiliar areas where I had absolutely no experience and no formal background. This podcast is a very good example of that. And I have really enjoyed this. And one of the perks of being a beginner is directly related to the topic of today, being scared of authority figures. Because when you are the newest kid in the playground, you don't know anyone and you have no built-in and often exaggerated respect for any of the other kids. And you also then lack the reasons to feel starstruck. I know I have approached people out of curiosity or because I really like what they're up to, just to discover a little further down the line that, wow, he or she is a very well-known person in this field. And then I almost get surprised that they took the time to reply when I reached out. And this is exactly my point. People are just people. And we should remember this. Just because you have written a book, you're the best industrial designer in the country, or if you happen to be born into the royal family, you still appreciate people reaching out with genuine interest. What I have experienced to happen after you have been in the playground for a while is that another not so positive but very human feeling will appear. As you learn to know more about the other kids and you learn more about the area or the playground yourself, the feeling of not knowing enough will appear and the fear that the other kids will catch you in not knowing enough. Also often known as the feeling of being an imposter, the imposter syndrome. It is defined as an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. But this is a huge topic in itself, so it definitely deserves an episode all by itself. The day when I publish this episode is the day just before large parts of Norway will start their quite long Easter holiday. So I will wish everyone a very happy Easter and I will actually take a break myself. But I will be back before you know it. And just to add, you might have noticed that the podcast has been a little less regular lately and that And this is very much due to many things happening at the same time. And in addition to that, the form and the structure of the podcast is going through some changes. 
but I will tell you more about that later. Until then, take care and I will talk to you soon. Stories for the Future is made and edited by me, Vestlemarklavnesberge. You will find all links and information for this episode and everything else related to this podcast on storiesforthefuture.no. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you would like to show your support and make it easier for other people to find this podcast, I would be really grateful if you would leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at Stories for the Future.